Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I'm going to share a strategy and a couple, sto a couple stories and a strategy that really started to change my life and, and, and give me fulfillment in my life. Uh, but before I do that, let's grow 
together. And how do we do that? Is we hit that uh, that little 191, and we invite some others in. And you know, here's the thing: I a lot of times I'll be in a room, and I always ask people to share the room. And then I'm in a room, and I didn't I don't share. I forget. It's not that I don't want to. I just need to be reminded. So I'm doing the same thing now. I'm gonna. I think I shared much earlier this morning, maybe around 5 a.m. So I'm gonna share again. If you guys could do that, it really does make a difference when you when you do that. Um, you can just say, "Come in for whatever." Uh, you know, come on in for some uh, strategy on on getting control of your life and your schedule. I mean, that's a good thing, right? Who wants to get control of their schedule back and 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 live a life? Imagine imagine working. Um, less hours, but making more money. Well, I mean, does that sound like something anybody would be interested in? Working less hours in the same thing you're doing now, but making, bringing in more revenue. I mean, if, if that's not exciting, I don't know what's not, what is then I would, I would just leave if I was you, if that doesn't excite you, just, just bounce. I mean, seriously, that's, but uh, if you did, if it does excite you, then you want to hang out and uh, let's invite some others. We're, we're at 196. I mean, let's get four more. If we get four more, we break 200, and that just makes makes me happy. So <laughs> I'm not sure exactly why it does, but it does. So let's uh, let's get those four. There we go, 198. Two more. Come on, we can do it. You guys can do it. Let's go. All right, awesome. We are at uh, 198. Come on, we can get two. I'm, I'm just going to wait now for the two more. Do, do, do. I need like a Jeopardy sound or something. Do we have any? Jeopardy sounds. Can we get two more room shares? All you gotta do is click the little button. There we go, 199. One more. That's all we need. You guys can do it. I know you can do it. Come on, you can do it. All right. So here's the thing. All right, we'll we'll get our one. 2009. Yay! Hey, congratulations. That's amazing. 2009. Okay, I was in a place where I was starting to not like my real estate business anymore. As a matter of fact, I was very frustrated with my real estate business because what was happening is, is from the second I opened my eyes in the morning until the second I closed my eyes at the end of the day, which, you know, I woke up back then. I slept probably later back then. I think I woke up around 6.30 back then. And I probably stayed up till about 11. And I was consumed by real estate tasks and phone calls and emails and i was i was pretty much at everybody's beck and call like as soon as i opened my eyes that was it i was into my phone and i was into everything else that people were expecting from me checking emails checking texts answering this dealing with this and i and i had no other life whatsoever i was i was at a place where i just could not get control of my schedule. I didn't even know to, to be honest with you, I didn't know to get control of my schedule. It just consumed me. All I knew is I was starting not to love something that I was so passionate about. Anybody can anybody even relate to that and what you do? I mean, it doesn't matter if what you do. I mean, this I'm just talking to you about because this happened to me in the real estate space, but I'm sure others are in similar uh, different, you know, uh, industries and jobs and roles and in and, and all that, but yet you could be in a place right now where you know you're not getting the satisfaction anymore and that's what happened to me so i want i want you to think about this question and and you can write this down you know like if 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 you're in a role and it's causing you frustration like what's causing the frustration is is a great question 
right? Like, what is it about this? Like, for me, I had no free time. I had no control. I was so, like, scared. Like, oh, my gosh, if I don't answer the phone at 8 at night, I'm going to lose a business. I'm going to lose a client. I remember this guy called me, this, guy, this builder. He called me at 9.30 at night. And, uh, and I knew it was him because I was, I was trying to get him as a client. And I saw he was in my caller ID, and I answered the phone. And you know what he said to me? He said, you passed the test. And I was like, yes, I passed the test. And you know what? That guy was probably one of the biggest pitas I ever did business with. I, I, in, in, in a lot of ways, I wish I never did business with him. But the fact that what I, how I won his business by answering the phone at 9.30 at night should have been, that should have been the lesson right there, right? That should have been the sign. But it wasn't because uh, I didn't know any better. And does anybody know what PETA means, by the way? Any, any, anybody want to take a shot at PETA? P-I-T-A. Anybody? Anybody on stage? It's in my book. You guys need to read my book. Uh, what was that? I, I heard something, but I wasn't. It didn't come out clearly. What was that? You mean the bre bread or the animal rights people? Uh, no, that's not it. So PETA is pain in the ass. It's an acronym. That's what it's an acronym for. If you have a, a PETA client, you either don't work with them or you charge them an extraordinary amount of money to make it worth your while. But anyway, this guy was a PETA. I answered his phone. My fault, right? I was excited. He called me. I got the business. So I want you to think about, like, if you're in a place right now where you're not loving what you're doing anymore, your dreams are just not being fulfilled, it's just a daily grind, like, oh, gosh, I'm going to grind it out and get to the, you know, do what I got to do today, then you may want to look at this about what I'm going to share. And I'm going to share five strategies with you. And then I'm going to open it up. And at the time, I was working about 80 hours a week, anywhere from 75 to 80 hours a week. So that's a pretty long work week. All right. So, so what the first thing I did, well, the first thing I did was I, I hired a coach, John Alexandrov, because I didn't know any better myself. I had gotten to as high as I could have gotten myself. And, uh, and I, I'll tell you, I was doing pretty good, man. We were one of the top real estate teams in our MLS. I was making more money than I'd ever made before in my life, you know, but I was, I was not happy and I was not fulfilled. I was frustrated. So I hired a coach, John Alexandrov, and he came into my life. God rest his soul. He passed away a couple of years back. And the first thing we did was we determined standards. And the first one we looked at, the first one, number one. Anybody want to guess what number one standard was? Anybody want to take a, sh take a shot at it? Guess. Accountability. Uh, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good one. That's a good shot, but not the answer. Anybody else? Numbers, that's another really good one. Um, but it's not the one I'm looking for. Your schedule? Yes, thank you. That's a good one. That's the answer I was looking for, the schedule. That was the first thing we had to get control of was my schedule. And how do I do that is I first have to set some standards for myself. So I made, so we decided right, right in the beginning, so one of the first things we did, we said, okay, from now on, I made a commitment that I will not answer my phone after 7 p.m. on the weekdays, no matter what. No matter, I mean, well, there's, there's always an exception, right? I'm in the middle of a negotiation with somebody and blah, blah, blah. But the standard is the 90, 
99% of the time, I will not answer my phone after 7 p.m. on weekdays. Oh, check this out. I will not return calls before 11 a.m. on weekdays. Ooh. <laughs> that was a tough one. I'm like, but won't I lose clients? Like, won't people be upset with me? It, it made zero difference, as a matter of fact. And we're going to go into that in a minute. And then here's the other thing I decided to do. Before, I'm sorry, that, no, that was, uh, that was 11 a.m. on the weekends. It was 9 a.m. on the weekdays. 9 a.m. So on the weekends now, I also set standards. So 11 to 6 was my Saturday schedule, meaning I will never go on appointments or I'll never even return a call on a Saturday morning before 11 a.m. or after 6. Or I will never go on an appointment on a Saturday between 11 and 6. I set these for myself. And then on Sundays, same thing. Sundays, we did 11 to 5. And that once I set this schedule, I made a commitment, which my coach made me sign a commitment letter. Okay, I had to sign a letter saying I'm committed to this. And I was because I was in pain, my friends. Right? So sometimes here's what happens. The pain of not doing something can start to exceed the pain of doing it. And, and when that happens, that's when you can change. So I was in so much pain <laughs> doing something uh, that I just said, I, I, have to, I have to get out of this. I have to figure this out. So anyway, that was, those were some of the things that we started. And we did, we did a lot more stuff than that. But that's where it started was standards on my schedule. All right, standards on the people I would work with. Okay, I, I set expectations. The, the, well, the next step was, was once I had my standards, and then I knew who I was going to work with, and then I knew who my ideal client was and my customer was and, and the people that I wanted to invest time with, then I could go to step number two. So I hope you're writing this down. Step number one is standards. Set your right standards, okay? Step number two is setting expectations. So here's the way I like to look at this. I believe standards are something on the outside. This is just something I made up. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe someone else made it up before me, but I've never heard it said this way. But I believe standards are on the outside in expectation. I'm sorry. That's, that's incorrect. I said it wrong. I said it backwards. Standards are on the inside. Like the standards I set for myself are on the inside. And then expectations are on the outside. So when I set a standard for myself, then I go out and I share that with everybody else in the world as my expectation. Like, here are the expectations. And here's the good news. It's like, my expectations may not work for everybody else. My standards may not work for everybody else. Yet, that's good because now we know we're not going to waste each other's time. We're not going to get in an unfulfilled relationship or, or business situation. There's a, there's a, there was a group I was part of for, for a year, uh, Genius Network. I don't know. Some of you guys may have heard of Genius Network. It's Joe Polish's group. Awesome group. Great group. Marketing guys. Really great group. Um, and Joe talked. Joe has an acronym, ELF. It's, it stands for Easy, Lucrative, and Fun. And I, I, I love that acronym. It was actually one of the reasons I got involved with the, the network because I was just so intrigued by the ELF. But what it stands for? Easy, Lucrative, Fun. So what you're, what you're saying is I will not do anything unless it's easy. It's lucrative and it's fun for me, right? Easy, lucrative. I mean, in easy doesn't necessarily mean it's like a, a, a walk in the park pushover, but it means it's not rubby. It's not grindy. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, frustrate me, right? Lucrative means it has to make money financially. If I'm investing time, 
It has to be money. And then fun. I have to like doing it, right? So I would write that down too and, and look up Joe Polish, ELF. It's a great, great acronym. So now I, I have my standards, number two, expectations. I now have to set my expectations with people. So clients, seller clients, uh, buyers, team members, people on my team, my administrative staff, everybody around me, my wife, <laughs> my wife and I, we set some standards, uh, expectations back then. When will return calls? When will we, when, you know, she, she wouldn't even call me during the day unless it was like some type of a real emergency. And there weren't very many emergencies. So she, you know, so we, we just made, we set those times. Like, this is where we're going to talk. This is where we're going to have lunch. This is, so I, I did the same thing with my administrative team. Clients, this is when I'll return your call. Just an FYI, when we do an open house, you're going to get a, a text message after the open house giving you an update. And then you'll hear from me the next morning. Just an FYI, that's the expectation. So now when you leave the open house, you don't have to call and spend, you know, 15 minutes on the phone talking to a seller. You can send a text. Here's an update. I'll, I'll, you'll hear from me in the morning. Now everybody's happy. The expectation's been set. All right, let me jump to number three, determining your hourly rate. So this was something that John helped me with big time. So once I had my standards, I set my expectations, I now needed to determine my hourly rate. Like how much money am I actually worth per hour? So that, that's not, actually, it's not a very complicated thing if you, I mean, well, it can be complicated if you're making way less than, than you think you're worth or you believe you're worth. The, chal the challenge for me is I was working a ton of hours. I was making pretty good money, you know, more money than I've ever made before. But, but based on the amount of hours I was, I was working, I really wasn't making uh, a ton of money. And, and here's how that came, became clear to me is I was in a room of uh, a, a mastermind room with a bunch of people and they were doing similar business to me. And when we looked at, when we, when we all did the numbers, we took how many, you know, how many weeks did we work in a year? Uh, how many hours do we work per week? Roughly. I mean, it's not an exact science, right? And then um, how much money did you make? And you can just pretty much divide it by, you know, the number of hours in the end, and you can figure out what your hourly rate is. And my hourly rate came out to be about $140 an hour. I'm like, oh, you know, I guess that's not bad. It's not, you know. But then the, the, the challenge was there were guys in the room that were doing the same amount of business as me, and their hourly rate was $800 an hour. And I was like, well, hold on, that doesn't make sense. How come you're getting $800 an hour, I'm getting 140 Well, that's because we have leverage and we have standards and we set expectations and we have other people helping us and we don't take every piece of business and we don't waste time with people that aren't qualified. And I was like, Oh, interesting. So I had to determine my hourly rate first. Once I knew my hourly rate, then I could jump to the next step is I needed to make a commitment, commitment to never do anything below my hourly rate. That's it. Once I knew my hourly rate, I needed to make a commitment. I will never do anything with that below my hourly rate. Now, again, my coach, John, John made me sign this. <laughs> he made me sign the, the standards, and then he made me sign this again. He said, you, when you have you sign this, and he sent it to me. So you're making a commitment. So now when, what happens is in my real estate business, you know, uh, uh, we put a deal together, and the paperwork would come to me. And normally what I would do is, ah, oh, it's only going to be 25 minutes or so, 30 minutes. I'll just do the paperwork myself. But once I made that commitment, I couldn't do it because now I knew I had somebody that I was paying uh, $18 an hour at the time. 
her job was to do that paperwork. So that meant if I did that paperwork, not only was I breaking my commitment, but it was costing me $122 an hour. Think about that. If I'm making 140 at the time, not 800, which is what I eventually got to, but if I was making 140 at the time, and she's $18 an hour, and I'm doing her work, that means every hour I'm doing her work is costing me $122. Like, I like to think of it as like I'm driving around town and just throwing $100 bills out the window. And who would do that? I mean, you know, I guess some people might do that. But so anyway, so that showed up in my business, right? So I made a decision. I'm, I will refuse to do anything that is not worth my hourly rate. And this showed up in my personal life, too. I remember I used to mow the lawn. Every other Saturday, I'd mow my lawn. And, it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is... Uh, I don't really love doing this, but you know, it's okay exercise. And you know, it's like three hours every other Saturday. So, and then, you know, and, and what I realized was, um, for, for, uh, $70 a month, $35 per mo, I could get somebody to come to my house, a landscaper and, and, and mow the lawn for me. And $35, it wasn't even a lot of money back then. It's probably more than like almost three times that now, which is crazy. But anyway, 2009, Things were different. But $35, he'd come by, he'd mow the lawn, and I would get another three hours. It didn't click until John had this conversation with me. So I stopped mowing my lawn. I made a commitment. I'm not going to mow my lawn anymore. I'm going to have the landscape guy do it. Paid him 70 bucks a month, <laughs> and I got six hours of my time back. Right? Think of it. There's so many examples, you know? I remember I tried to fix my garage door once. That didn't go too well. Instead of just calling the guy to, to fix it for me. All right, but anyway, I'm not going to... I want to jump to number five now, and then I'm going to open it up for a couple minutes, and then I want to share a story. Number five is build a time block calendar. So number one, we set standards. Number two, we set expectations. Number three, we figured out our hourly rate. Number four, we made a commitment to do never do anything be, below our hourly rate, and then we signed it. We made it. We signed it, and we... You know, put it in a picture frame and put it on the wall. And then number five now is we, we created a time blocked calendar. Um, we used to have a video up. I don't know if it's still up. Um, time blocked calendar dot D. I don't know if I, you can try this. I, I, I time blocked. If you don't, first off, there's a link at the top of book link. So there's, there's this, what I'm giving you right now comes from my, my second book. And it's, it's called How to Make Even More Money in Real Estate Working Fewer Hours. Get Your Quality of Life Back. But if you're not in real estate, I want you to focus on the subtitle. Get Your Quality of Life Back. Because it doesn't matter what you're selling or what you're doing or what, what industry you're in. It works. So if you use that link and you, uh, you get a copy of my sales playbook, which is tremendous. Sales, the 11 Simple Strategies to Close More Sales. We added a special bonus so you're going to get the second book in there as well as a pdf download now the sales playbook is actually a real ebook so it opens in an ebook reader the uh the 90 minute book is a pdf on how to get the quality of your life back and i'll tell you it's a it's called a 90 minute book because it takes 90 minutes to read it so that's in there and if, for anybody that does that um, i will send you a video on how to build a time block calendar 
we have like a 12 minute video or something on how to build a time block calendar. I just don't, I don't want to give you the wrong link. That's why I'm not going to give you this link on here. All right. So once you know your standards, your expectations, your hourly rate, um, and you make a commitment to not do anything less, now you do a time block calendar. And here's how you do this. I'm going to give it to you in one minute. Um, number one thing that goes on your calendar. Anybody want to guess the first thing that goes on your time block calendar? Somebody give me a guess. Shoot it, uh, shout it out. First thing. Inspirational time, your quiet time, your morning routine. Okay, I like that. Uh, it's, it wouldn't be the first thing, but definitely something on there. So routine, I love it. What else? I mean, I guess it could be. Uh, it, I, I shouldn't say it doesn't have to you. be, but it, it could be. But it's not sleep. what I'm looking for. Well, yeah, sleep. Sleep is it should. It sleep's actually not on my calendar, but yes, I do sleep. Um, I'm gonna give you the answer. It's it's vacation time. The first thing that goes on my calendar every year are the three vacations we take. Number one, family vacations, and I can plan those out because I know the events that are happening with my companies. So number one, vacations. Then number two is now I'm going to jump into what was said, personal time, you know, thought time, strategic time, all that stuff with my business. That is an important time. And then I'm going to block time for appointments. So I do time for lead generation, lead generation time. There's two hours in the morning, and then I have time for appointments in the afternoons. And it literally doesn't have to be more complicated than that. Again, I have a video I can share with people. I just have to, it's, I believe it's on YouTube. I could track it down, but it's, it's a short, it's like 12 minutes and it'll really just help you walk through setting that up. So the things I talked about today, number one, setting standards, number two, setting expectations, number three, figuring out your hourly rate. Number four is make the commitment, sign the commitment. I will never do anything again below my hourly rate. I don't care if it won't even get done. If I have to go into Canva and create something, I'm not even going to create it. Because my VA that I pay six bucks an hour needs to be doing that stuff in Canva. And then number four, I'm sorry, number five is create, building your time block calendar. Put your vacations on there first, by the way. All right, so I, here's what I got. I got about uh, two, I got to open it up for a couple minutes and then I, I want to end with a, a, a quick story. So who, I want to hear, like, give me a, a question or a takeaway or what, what did you get from listening to me for the last 24 minutes? I guess uh, not much. You guys were all just like speechless. Okay, I, well, I appreciate that. I got David, this is Christina. Set your boundaries. Uh, make sure that you let people know um, your hours, your schedule to make sure that they don't expect to call you at any time or uh, any time that they want to. So set your boundaries and um, so that you won't be taken advantage of pretty much. Love it. Yes. Amen. You have to, we have to, because if we don't, nobody else is going to, and people are going to do to you what you allow them to do. Right. Right. There's a, there's an old saying, um, people will treat you the way you let them treat something like that. I'm butchering it, but people, I can't teach people how to treat you. Thank you. Yes. Teach people how to treat you. Appreciate you. Thank you for that. Yes. David. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Who's that? It's, it's Megan. Hello. Megan. Good morning. Megan, first, good morning. First of all, I love listening to you, David. I love your voice. I love your clarity. I love your everything about your presentations. Everything. Well, I every appreciate week. that, Megan. Yes, Thank sir. you for that. I really mean that sincerely. 
you know, I'm here uh, working, you know, doing things, my social media and so forth. But the, so with that said, um, and you talked about the lawn mowing and $35 and so forth. With that said, it is the, owning your value. And um, I am working on right now, um, having launched this new brick and mortar wellness center, regenerative wellness beauty center, as well as, you know, my Propel course about to being launched and my po podcast Propel Spotlight coming out again. It's about not only knowing your value, but hiring others in areas that they can do what you absolutely know to do, but is not up to your pay rate scale. So it's really owning your own value and, and then moving the furniture, the chessboard, and putting that um, team together that will, and that team doesn't have to be a big company. I'm talking about just even in your own life, like having a cleaning mm. lady or mowing your lawn, but knowing your value and staying firm with it. Like you said, sign it. I loved that. Loved, loved, loved that. I'm going to do it. Thank you, Megan. I love that too. Yeah. And that's, I, I learned that from my coach and that's what I do with my clients. When we set a commitment, when we make a, we don't just set like, Hey, here's something I want to do, or I'm going to try that. When someone's like, I'll try it. No, we don't try anything. We do it or we don't. And if we do it, we make a commitment. And if you don't want to make commitments, that's fine. Don't coach with me. No, no big deal. My clients make commitments. So appreciate that. Listen, here's what we're going to end with. All right. 2017, I joined a group of uh, top real estate agents uh, on a, on a one-year mastermind. And uh, at the first event, uh, everybody that showed up, there were about 25 of us, were challenged to take a health track. The options we had were yoga, which seemed wimpy to me, right? Interval training, which was not bad. I was in really good shape at the time, which I still am, by the way. Or Ironman race, which was a hell no. All right. At the point in time, I didn't even own a bike. I never uh, I even hardly knew how to swim. So anyway, interval choice was the easy one. I took the interval choice. But over the next few days, we had gotten a lot of pressure from the hosts to up one, level it up. So if we picked yoga, we'd have to go interval. If we picked interval, we'd have to go Ironman. So on the last night, I did agree to move up to the Ironman race, right? Reluctantly, but I did. So I felt really good about my decision to move up to the Iron Mary's until the first time I got to the Ellington YMCA Connecticut pool and I swam one 25 meter lap, one, that's it. Like imagine a 25 meter pool. I swam from one side to the other and I was like, oh my God, I, I was drinking pool water. I couldn't breathe. I was out of breath. I was like, oh my God, what did I get myself into? I've just did one lap in order to do this race. It's uh, 84 laps. This is impossible. I said, this is impossible. I, I, I panicked. I went out of the pool. I called my wife. I said, I got to get out of this. My wife's super supportive. She's like, oh, you can do anything, David. You can do it. And so uh, I said, all right, thank you. Hung out. You know, I, I jumped to the next guy, Adam. Adam, I'm not going to say what he said in here, but essentially what he said was uh, get hire a coach. I said, they have coaches in swimming? He's like, yeah, hire a coach. Click, hangs up on me. Anyway, I, called, I went to the front counter. They connected me with Joel. I spent the next couple of days practicing on my own until Joel showed up on Thursday. Okay, so Joel watched me swim back and forth. He gave me a few tweaks. Okay, and he said, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. So the next day, Joel came in, and I had swam down to the other end of the pool and back. And I was so proud. You know, one, you know four days earlier, I could hardly make one lap. Now I just did a lap back and forth. And as I was going to grab the side of the pole, Joel said to me, 
go back. And I was like, huh? He said, go back. I said, when? Now he says, yes, go back now. So I says, okay. So I turned around and I swam and I dragged my body all the way back to the other end of the pool. And it was ugly. And I was like, oh, I was out of breath. And I was, and I had drinking some chlorine water. And you know, I was not a good swimmer. So I was pulling my body through the water and it was, it was just terrible. And I got to the other end of the pool and I was so breathing so heavy. And, and I was just about to grab the side of the pool. He said, go back again. And I said, what? He said, go back again. I says, I can't. He said, go back again. And, uh, and I turned around and I swam back to the other end of the pool. And I made it back. And, I, and I, I'll tell you, I, I, <laughs> there were times I didn't think I was going to make it, but I made it back. And he, and, and he said, congratulations. And, and I made it. And I just did four laps. And here's, here's the moral of my story. And it's 10. So I'm going to wrap up in a minute. So here, I made it back. I just did four laps. Right? So Joel pushed me to do that. Okay? And, and here's the thing I want you to know. I completed that Ironman race in 2017. And, and, if it, and the only reason I completed it was because of that experience with Joel. Because if I had not have hired Joel at the time, I would never have even made it to that race. I would have quit. I would have bailed out. I would have said the swim is impossible. In my mind, the swim was impossible. But here's the even cooler thing. Here's the even cooler thing. That first, that first, that second day, Joel saw me in the pool and had me do those four laps. I would be willing to bet you that I could have done those four laps the first day. The first time I was in the pool, I could have done those four laps, but there was nobody there to push me to do it. I promise you that I could have done them. And that's what a coach is going to do for you. That's what a really good coach is going to do for you. So listen, I'm out of time. I, I don't want to take any more time. I usually like to end right on time. I would just say, you know, if you're looking for a great coach, you know, look, talk to some people, talk to some coaches. A coach has always made a big difference in my life. And I posted my book up top. Right now, there's a second book. So if you buy that book, it's only $4.97. You'll get two books. You're going to get my playbook and you're going to get my second book is, uh, is Get the Quality of Your Life Back. So Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.